Welcome, comic book lovers, to the eighth issue of Comictating, presented by Nerdables and sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Sebastian and I are back here at Earth 2 Comics Northridge, and we're discussing the latest round of DC's Rebirth event. Uh, we have six new issues this week, but we're going to concentrate on the three uh, new issues, or initial issues, and we're going to start with Justice League number one. Uh, it's written by Brian Hitch, art by Tony Daniel. Now, the Justice League Rebirth special was released last week, and we talked about it. Uh, Brian Hitch wrote and drew that one, but he is the writer on our Justice League book as he was for the uh, Justice League America book just before the end of the New 52. So this starts the regular ongoing series. We kind of got the Justice League set up in last week's Rebirth special. Um, helps to introduce the new Rebirth Superman into the team. And so Justice League has a lot to live up for. There's a lot of big first issues for Justice League that are out there. I always go back to my favorite run of Justice League, which is Morrison and uh, and Howard Porter and their first issue, which was uh, just kind of assaulted you very quickly. <laughs> yes, they gave you a lot of good information right off the bat. Yeah, and good team really dynamic. Story. So here um, we have the Justice League getting together. We have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Aquaman, Flash, and Simon and Jessica as the uh, Green Lantern Corps, the Protectors of Earth. It's a very Wonder Woman-centric book. We right. open with Wonder Woman in an undisclosed uh, location. Yeah, some sort of Russian terrorist conflict. And she she's none too happy. She's riding the lightning down here and taking on forces and tanks and BMPs and... Yeah, just an undisclosed Russian paramilitary force. Yeah, it looks like she's in a fairly war-torn, maybe... Western Russia, Eastern European area. Maybe there. moving into like uh, Jordan yeah. or Georgia. Okay. And then uh, as she gets very angry, the world kind of turns on its side and turns upside down, and there's buildings collapsing and tanks people flying. being thrown. Yeah, you know, tanks being flown. And uh, she very quickly says, This isn't me. And as we discover in the next few pages, that this is something that's happening all over the world as fault lines are going absolutely crazy. So the Justice League is doing what they can to try and uh, try and put out the fire, doing what they can to save lives and save people. But obviously, this is a catastrophic event. And then, as things continue, we start seeing regular people uh, with those possessed red eyes that are always very popular, and they start stealing the Justice League's power. And we don't know exactly who this is. We don't know exactly what their plan is, but this is the start of what, hopefully, will be one of those great, big, epic Justice League stories. It's got a bit of a classic Justice League uh, appearance, or at least it has the trappings of that uh, Starro invasion to it. Yes. It's got uh, little spidery monsters instead of the, the giant space starfish. Uh, yes, but uh, Batman's experience is different than the rest of the Justice right, League. I don't want right. to give away too much more than what's already there, because it is a fairly basic, you know, unfolding of the plot. But, of course, this is this is how you get started. So Batman's experience is much different, um, and he's attempting to more so to try and figure out what exactly they're up against uh, in terms of who's behind this, whether more so than just, you know, who's causing earthquakes and, 
and, and, and people dying. So we've got, you know, the, the mystery element is there as we attempt to, uh, as the Justice League attempts to figure out who is uh, manipulating this. We have Aquaman in Atlantis. It's affected Atlantis as well. Um, You've got people all over the globe. You've got, uh, I believe, yeah. Flash in San Francisco. You've got yeah. Batman flying around. We haven't gotten to Superman yet, but the Rebirth issue, the Rebirth one-shot, sort of deals with them talking about the you know the death of their Superman, and we're sort of moving into uh, the introduction of Superman going to help assist in this damage control, but... We don't have Superman in this issue yet. Not really, no. He's he's kind of talked about, and you get a short little montage piece of what he's doing, and he's being Superman. He's helping everywhere and everywhere and anywhere, and almost uh, as if there's more than one of them trying to do the best that he can. So yeah, it's definitely not... Um, he's, he's noticeably ab- absent... Save for those short scenes, right? And the, the the rebirth special was was the precursor to this. Now we're sort of yeah. in the thick of all the action. Yeah, he's definitely a member of the league. It's just something where he's he's not um, he's not a part of this this kind of exchange of dialogue through here as he continues to try and help as many people as he can and fight Snickers Doomsday. Yep, that uh, the That's Snickers Doomsday is back. Sadly, no uh, KFC ad. No, I thought it was in here. I I oh, is there is the KFC ad back? I could have sworn I saw. Yeah, there. Oh, okay, there Boom, it is. Right there, Colonel Core. Colonel Core. This episode is not brought to you by KFC or Snickers, but we're going to mention it anyway. Those two ads are hilarious. Yes, the unhilarious. More, more story, more action. Extended cut Blu-ray of Superman versus Batman on the bottom. Although, also, yeah, we've got Killing, Killing Joke, Joke and so Killing awesome. Joke is uh, coming out this weekend to select theaters. That's going to be it's the twenty-fifth. Battle of Events is doing the 25th. Which That's is exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm someone who, you know, Brian Hitch is, is new to me as a writer in terms of um, controlling it. I was not reading JLA, uh, but I didn't hear anything bad about it by any I means. enjoyed JLA. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it blew me away, but yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty solid, especially because Brian Hitch is known almost exclusively for his art. Yes. He did uh, the Ultimates, Marvel's Ultimates is the thing that sort of, gave him that huge career boost. He was already a known artist, but once he did... Yeah, he'd been in a couple places. I know he's done Justice League before, too. He yes. did the big, oversized, huge treasury size that they did in the 90s. Yes, um, yes, he did. He did the Justice League on Heaven's Ladder, I believe. And, of course, he was also on Authority with uh, with um, yes. Warren Ellis doing the first 12 issues of that. So, uh, But Tony Daniel is doing the art in here. Tony Daniel's a you know very well-established artist as well. I really, I, lo- I love Tony Daniel's art. Um I'm a little indifferent to his uh, writing chops, I would say, but his art has always been solid. I think the battle scenes with Wonder Woman and this paramilitary group are, are, are pretty good. Very effective. Took a page out of uh, Captain America for a certain yeah. for a certain yeah, we've two got panels. Some, some kind of cool pieces in here. Uh, he draws city destruction very well, so it's a solid book. I mean, it's it's uh, it could be a lot worse. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Seen some Justice League books that don't start off fantastic but this book has started off well yeah it's got a solid beginning it's got at least an interesting uh setup for the villain we have and i i you know like in other places they don't even give you a hint at the end of what who the villain is. right right all you get is a single shot of wonder woman and a name yeah you get a name and then wonder woman's like i've got friends and we're coming for you buddy so yeah uh again just uh, much like everything else because it's just a pretty solid issue um 
I don't know. Is there anything more we want to say? No, I think it's solid. And yeah. sort of to preface this, we're gonna we're gonna lay low on uh, Batman and Superman this week. Yeah, They're Batman, in the Superman, of the and Aquaman arcs. all had their number threes come out. Um, we'll get to. Uh, I think we'll get to Superman when we start talking of our best of the first two months here. Yes, we're just gonna have a quick little discussion with that. So, uh, in terms of initial issues, there's also another rebirth special. or the first of the two rebirth specials this week. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. This is the reforming of the Birds of Prey. Barbara Gordon. The Huntress and Diana Black Lance. Black Canary. Uh, it's written by Julie and Shauna Benson, and the artist by Claire Rowe. This book is very interesting to me because I really like Birds of Prey, the original. One of the things that the New 52 did is it kind of removed that whole time together. Right, the element of the Birds of Prey was altered yeah. and sort of pushed to the wayside. Yeah, Barbara Gordon was Oracle within the New 52, and what the Rebirth special does is it kind of retells her origin through this new kind of mashed up pre-New 52, New 52 Rebirth storyline. Right. It talks about her time being an oracle. Right. And it talks about her time doing Birds of Prey. Right. And it does reconfirm for people that the killing joke did happen. Yes. I know the previous run of Batgirl, the the writer took issue with the killing joke as a... Uh, as potentially being in canon, even though he did reference it himself, this book does reestablish that she was paralyzed by the Joker via the events of the Killing Joke, and yeah. her time as Oracle did take place, with some subtractions here and there, but they are continuing, in a way, the Oracle storyline of the artificial intelligence yes. Oracle from the previous Batgirl, Batgirl story. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the beginning writer of Batgirl, of Gail Simone, very much is... Yes. Put it in canon because that was one of the big pieces of it was that she got experimental surgery in order to regain the use of her legs. Um, but the interesting thing in, in terms of the storyline as it gets to the, the, the recap is that Huntress is not a part of the Birds of Prey. Right. She was very much a part of the Birds of Prey in the pre-New 52. Right. Here it We have that Earth 2... Uh, we had the the Helena Wayne Earth Two version of yeah. Huntress for a while in the books, and then that that character has sort of disappeared when they did sort of the end of the New Fifty Two, and we've yet to see that character come back. So this is a yeah. reintroduction to Hanella Bertinelli again because we did have her last week make an appearance in a book. Yes, because Helena Bertinelli is uh, a former member of Spiral, which is the secret spy organization. Um, almost like a, an evil shield version here yes. in, in the DC universe. Uh, she has left that organization, and we did find that out last week in the uh, the Rebirth special for... Nightwing. Nightwing, that's what it was. Like I knew there was something in there, yeah. Yeah, it was Nightwing. Obviously, uh, Dick Grayson had left Spiral as well. So we have Burton Ellie back in the kind of the classic plastic... Plastic, wow. Purple duds. And uh, we she's introduced as she resumes her mission, and if you know anything about the pre-New 52... Uh, Bertinelli character, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. She is the daughter of a mobster, big Italian and, crime family. Yeah, so she is. Uh, she's decided to kind of put put some of her ducks in a row there. She's got a list. Uh, who's Kill Bill naughty. style yeah, list. Who's, who's naughty? Who's nice? And there's no one nice on it. Um, but we also, yeah, as, as Sebastian mentioned, the AI for Oracle, which was a big part of the last uh, quarter of the Batgirl book. Batgirl Burnside time of it is seemingly making a new appearance. We have a, a criminal organization here, some thugs, some henchmen. Everybody likes the the baklavas. Delicious, delicious baklavas. I don't remember what they call those things. The balaclavas. But... Balac yeah, whatever. It's sort of ski masks. Um, and then find out the information that they're running on is sent by Oracle, but by... it's obviously not 
Barbara Gordon Oracle. So she tracks down Diana, asks her for her help, kind of get the band got back together sort of thing. And uh, they head out to try and stop this, and they run into... I don't think it's a, it's a spoiler to say that they run into Huntress. They don't run into spoilers. Well, they run into Huntress. Uh, yeah, while well, she's on her mission of elimination. Yeah. And it kind of goes from there as Huntress kind of surprises uh, the, the two other ladies. And then we see at the end here, uh, you know, kind of the, the... I think almost standard for some of these Rebirth ones is the, the villain in shadow on the final page. Right. Um, and this, of course, will lead into... Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number one in the next couple of weeks. The hunt for Oracle turns deadly. So obviously someone who knows as much as Barbara knows. Um, but it's kind of interesting because Helena, Helena Huntress has been a part of Spiral. She, of course, has a lot of information as well. She has been a major part of a spy organization in the DC Universe who uh, their mandate is to spy on like superheroes right. and supervillains. So she knows a lot more than what the Helena of the New 52 or pre-New 52 would have known. Uh, she was definitely the muscle in, in that version, you know, along with Diana, but she was definitely one, you know, more of the hard hitter, kind of the Wolverine-ish of their version of the X-Men or X-Women, if you want. Um, I liked this issue. I liked it a lot. I thought the story structure and the flow was was really well put together. Yeah. The art was was pretty good. I the name sounded familiar, but I couldn't for life of me think of the other work that they had uh, that uh, Claire Rowe had done. Yeah, I haven't either. Her Batgirl pages do look very in sync with some of the fill-in arts uh, styles that uh, the Batgirl book had over the last two years after Babstar took over for the issues that needed to be there. It, it's a recap issue in terms of her. I think that's very good because it kind of tells you, for someone like me who's trying to reconcile the New 52 and pre-New 52 and what keeps and what doesn't keep and what have you, we know that the New 52 Birds of Prey is the canon as of right now. And that the, uh, you know, the old Chuck Dixon started series from the 90s into the 2000s seemingly does not exist. Or right. Or else they would sort of remember that Helena was a big part of it for a number of right, years. Right, unless so. uh, we get that moment where where yeah, they get that touches, moment of remembrance, yeah. uh, a yeah, speedster there's still, touches there's, them. Yeah, there's still a lot of stuff going on with uh, with with what gets set and what doesn't. Um, so what yeah, the backstory remembered. is definitely New 52. Uh, right. And uh, for someone like me that didn't really read... The Black Canary book. I read the the last half of Batgirl, so I knew a little bit of Diana's story, but I didn't read the Birds of Prey book that started uh, when the New 52 started, and I didn't read Black Canary's solo book that started um, a little while ago. So I was unaware of their uh, pasts there. So it was good to have that kind of um, uh, recap in order to get you back on board and say, this happened, this happened, this happened, point, 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 done. Uh, so that was actually very helpful, and that's what the Reaper specials do need to do, yes, to a certain degree. So we've got to understand I'm in that. I'm the same boat in. as you because yeah. I was reading some. I was reading Gail Simone's Batgirl, and then uh, when the artist who the the writer who took over and gosh darn it, his name escapes me. He uh, I don't remember either. Uh, my God, I feel really really bad, but he sort of skewed down the the audience for Batgirl, tried mm -hmm. to make her younger, put her in college. Oh, you're going back to Batman and Birdside. It's uh, Cameron Stewart. Cameron Stewart. Thank yeah, you. Cameron, Thank Cameron you. Stewart and Babstar helped plot the whole thing. Right. 
when it got to that point. I think I think there was someone in between Gale and them too. I don't remember if Gale I believe there was. Uh, yeah. I believe there was a, a short period. But like yeah, it was definitely arc. a different tone between the last two years of Batgirl and the first two years of Batgirl are very 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 different. Very different. And the um, the tonal shift. Uh, while it wasn't bad, and I didn't uh, dislike a lot of what they did with the story, I felt like it sort of pushed away from me as a demographic, and I can't really knock the book. I think the book brought a lot of uh, younger readers to Batgirl, but uh, this book definitely has a little bit of that harder edge that I do like with uh, Gail Simone's Batgirl. Yeah. I appreciated that greatly, greatly especially because Gail Simone's one of my favorite writers, especially at DC, who consistently puts out great stuff, so it's good to have that feeling back that feel yeah yeah the bensons are not someone i'm familiar with either i think they're one of the the new writers that they brought on board for this um especially they feel like they're new blood at dc but i like i like what they do and i I do want more of this especially getting to know this new version of uh helena yes i'm interested in her i've always liked huntress because she's someone that doesn't follow that that you know she's a punisher-esque character she doesn't follow that dc code the dc hero code and our different or other characters her her teammates have to reconcile themselves with that it's the, right the old again x-men and wolverine sort of thing you're like you let wolverine be wolverine right. when he's off in madripoor and he's patch he's just laying waste to dudes but he gets on the team and they're just like no 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 killing no. don't kill people no uh, no decapitations no. no and then you know they go off and then psych comes to him and goes x-force start killing people right don't, just don't tell me about it go 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 please um, uh I, there's something that we need somebody killed to basically Cyclops yeah. <laughs> going to Wolverine. Um, we don't want the blood on our hands. So again, I'm really interested in the first issue. I want to see where this goes. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's got some of the better elements of towards the end of the Batgirl thing, which I thought was very interesting in terms of that her that the, the AI construct kind of taking over its own senses, but more of the idea of having someone who has as much information that Oracle has. How right. dangerous is it and stuff like that? So. Oracle was the was the eyes and ears throughout the entire DC universe, especially for Batman and the Bat yeah. family. So that's a that is a that is a big bit of information to have, especially about who Oracle is and why Oracle as an artificial intelligence poses a big threat. Yes. So I, I dug that a lot. So the other Rebirth special listed this week, or released this week, is an interesting one, because he's had a bit of a rocky past over the last couple of years, reintroduction, and this is the Rebirth special for The Hellblazer. John Constantine returns. Uh, as a member of the DCU, there is a scene in here with uh, Wonder Woman and, and Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I mean, Shazam. Shazam! Uh, and Swamp Thing as well. It's very I, I, That scene feels like it's there to... Make sure that we understand that That's this is in the, DCU in the DCU. And not shunted off to its own universe like yeah. Hellblazer used to be. Yes, in a way. Yeah, the Vertigo series is is, is its own entity. It has nothing to do with, with the, DC the DC version DCU. of Hellblazer. Which is what I read. So I read a lot of that. Right. Uh, Garth Ennis, Warren Ellis, Jimmy Delano, Ed Brubaker. Some of the great uh, English writers. Brian, I think, did Brian Rosarola do a run too? I believe he did Towards the Tail End. Yeah, I think Azarello is the one I'm thinking of. I don't believe Ed Brubaker working on it. I think I was thinking of Azarello. Uh, this is Simon Oliver with Art by Moritat, who did uh, uh, the criminally underrated All-Star Western yes. for that first uh, year and a half. Before he went into the future, that title was fantastic. Right, and um, then uh, he also is known for one of my favorite indie books, uh, Elephant Men. Yes. Which has got that... Uh, Island of Dr. Moreau and Blade Runner yeah. cross together feel to it. It's really, really good by Richard Starkings, who uh, Richard Starkings' company, Comicraft, does a lot of the lettering for a lot of I think DC almost books. Everything. Almost every book yeah. uh, is done out of Comicraft. 
Or they provide, he also creates uh, the fonts for yeah. Comicraft. So we start with Rebirth with actually a great cover. We've got uh, Moritat doing the cover, and we have John lighting up a cigarette, reestablishing again the difference between DC and Marvel. DC allows its characters to An smoke. An occasional smoker here yeah. and there. Um, when they relaunched his series coming out of Justice League Dark, they did do a Hellblazer series, a Constantine series for a little while. And um, they very much were trying to get back to that vertigo dynamic. Yes. As best as they can. He um, was a smoker. He's got the trench coat, all of that. He, of course, is the, the, the magical con man. And again, this issue does what we talked about with Batgirl and Birds of Prey, is it's giving you a reestablishment of where John is at. And who his, where character, is. Who his character is. We find out at the beginning that he has been um, he's been living in New York City. He's been expelled from London from a from a demon that has a cur- that places a curse on him. Which is he a can't great... live in the city of London, which was a great way to which get him great, out of London. Which is a great, like, it's... it's, it's... The A story, but it also feels like a bit of the B story once you get to the middle of it. And it was really, really, really well written, very clever. I liked, uh, I liked uh, the ins and outs of the way the demon works. I thought that was very, very fun. Good dialogue. Yeah, um, but very quickly that storyline is dropped. Yes, and, uh, Constantine has found a way to figure out how to get back to London and um, not have himself get killed because the curse kills him as it says his soul leaves his body but as he's still alive he starts to uh it looks like you know sores and and bad stuff like that and it is also mentioned in here one of the reasons that he leaves america is because donald trump is running for president yes it's a, it's a one of the reasons political bend decides, yeah to it. a little a little piece there it's a throwaway line but it is kind of a thing where he's he, it gives him a reason you know um yeah it's a, it's a toss away line and it's one of those things yeah that a, he started this... it started to feel like home when a racist short-fingered, short-fingered failed meat salesman begins circling the White House, things start to take a turn for the strange, even for me. So he comes back, he meets his mate again, uh, Charles Chandler, better known as Chaz, a character that's been around for a long time. Famously um, played by Shia LaBeouf. That's right! Oh, you just ruined it for me. I just, yeah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> bring that up. I can't, I can't let that slide. Um, and this little piece is, as soon as he gets back, we see this kind of magical language start to come out of him and and flow through the city it looks like sanskrit it, yeah it looks like sanskrit the it, nerd in me was like is that elvish from yeah, lord that, of the rings i thought that and too. then i had to look at it at first closer. i thought but yeah because it, it's definitely um, it looks like sanskrit yeah they do a great shot when he comes back into the airport uh london has become a very big melting pot more so than i think us us uh expats in a way uh realize and so there's a great shot in in the the town of london and it almost feels like that's a nod to pandora a little bit there's a, a character bit. in there that's kind of dressed like the the famous pandora character that was in every single issue of the new 52 number ones um we see a little bit of a melting pot there we see that you know there's obviously there's a there's a very large indian population in, in london the, there's a very yeah. large uh, islamic population in london so when the words start coming out I was like wait is that that looks like uh uh farsi but and then looks like well maybe it's elvish maybe it's whatever so as this kind of thing comes around we see another character that says uh yeah has some history with with constantine by the way so if you can read way. uh sanskrit if you can identify the if language it, yeah, and and translate it if it if it is not gibberish that's always interesting uh, please uh you know let us know feel free uh i i would like to know what it says if it uh if it is sanskrit like uh, like i'm assuming and chris is assuming and if it does actually say something be fascinating yeah um Always so cool the demon comes back he keeps calling him laughing boy because he uh constantine does not know the demon's name which means he has no power over him and they play a game of chicken basically so the whole story 
uh, is really in this dialogue of what they're willing to wager against each other. Right. How uh, do you con a con? Yeah. Man? How do you con a con and, and stuff like that? Uh, and then obviously we have our, our, our Justice League interlude as uh, they, they arrive in London knowing something is wrong, something has happened. Um, John's presence back uh, threatens the entire city, we'll put it that way. Right. Um, I don't really want to give too much away. I love the, the, the language in this. This feels like, much more so, like the, the old Vertigo books. Um, right, and it's the Easter eggs. The, the One of the characters who helps to save the day... Uh, uh, the psychic of the book, uh, a a character that uh, that is an old friend of John Constantine for the purposes of the book, lives in a hobbit hole as well. Yes, they do a, a good establishing shot, and that, that took me back. Like she lives in a hobbit hole. That's kind of awesome. She's in the Shire. Um, yeah, so I I really like this book. I like this book a lot. I, I was a big fan of the Vertigo series. I got on it because I was a big Garth Ennis fan. Um, so I jumped on when he took over some writing duties. I went through Warren Ellis and Azarello. Um, Azarello when he takes him to America and right. they put him in the prison. Oh my God, so good. Uh, this has that same sort of feel. So it's got me very interested to see where we go from here. We go back to not necessarily the the super heroic saving the entire world, right. but the the Vertigo book is very much about certain people and intimate moments and, and yeah and pieces of you know his soul wagered against his best friend's soul and stuff like that and then once in a while you get into there's a demon that's gonna like destroy london and yep. he figures out the way to stop him um so yeah i, I and i love i love more tots art i yeah, really the art's do. really really good which was a little bit brighter the colors could have been a little brighter if i had one complaint um it would be especially there in the in the justice league scenes it's very yeah. gray tone for them but other than that, I mean, I, I love his panel device. work. Yeah, his panel work is really good. Diana looks fantastic. Swamp Thing looks fantastic. So yeah, to create a good contrast between the the regular DC superheroes and the world of Constantine, a brighter color palette. Yeah, and uh, a different kind of contrast would uh, would but, be nice know, for that. It's, but it's, otherwise, it's very London. So, but yeah, it's just uh, I thought that could have popped maybe a little bit more. But other than that, it that's my my really only complaint. It was, it was solid. Uh, the big I found myself re- rereading a lot of the the dialogue because it is. I mean, it is dense, but in a good way. I mean, there's yes. a lot of there's a lot going on, in understanding what um, uh, what the 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 battle is, quote unquote, between our laughing boy demon and john as he comes back and in the fact that he's he's willing to threaten the city just to try and get home yes you know, classic 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 constantine, constantine. So. that's especially for me that's always the big worry after the reintroduction of hellblazer for dc during the new 52s uh, for at least for me a little lackluster uh I, th- I felt it lacked sort of that hard edge which is not easy to do especially when you're moving away from vertigo but uh this book felt really, really good. I I enjoyed it quite. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I felt satisfied as a first reintroduction to Hellblazer for uh, the Rebirth line of DC Comics, and quite enjoyable. Yeah. So those are the new uh, number ones or Rebirth specials this week. Like we said, there are three uh, other issues: Superman three, Batman three, and Aquaman three are this week. Um, have not had a chance to read Superman or Batman. I'm kind of savoring those, and the reason I say savoring those is because I want to talk about. Uh, we're we're eight weeks in, well, I'm nine weeks Snickers. really. We're going to talk about Snickers. Snickers satisfies you. That's why it's nugget and caramel and nuts and chocolate. And when you're at Seven Eleven, you're going, "Damn, I'm hungry." Pick yourself up a Snickers. Tell them Nerdable sent you. Um, Full disclosure: We're again, we're not sponsored by Snickers, but, but we can be. If we, they want to send us 
just boxes, boxes of, of Snickers. Snickers. You don't even have to pay us. Just send, send yeah. a box of Snickers every Go so often. Go to Facebook.com slash Earth2ComicsNorthridge. And, and please send all complaints send, to yeah. Rich. <laughs> at and of course, Gmail. if someone else wants it, you know, Three Musketeers, Butterfinger, Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I, I Butterfinger's don't, good. Yeah. Heath, he's really good. Which McCollin? Which McCollin's an underrated one. Um, so yeah, chocolate. Now I'm hungry. Uh, but what I want to talk about is we're, we're nine weeks in. We've had eight weeks of rework specials, and, and I did this on um, the Facebook page, uh, the Nerdables Facebook page in, in Northridge and in, in Sherman Oaks and mine as well. Kind of a best of. And the reason we brought it up is because Superman number three is out, and I think that's for both of us. I think that's been one of our favorites. Uh, for me, it's been Detective, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Those are my three favorites so far. Right. Uh, Detective has given me the Batman stories that 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 I love. The new issue, I just I, I sat down. What prompted this is it's got to be like Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Um, sitting down and reading the new issue of Detective, and just stopping, going, I really really like this. Yeah. And I can't sit there and go like, oh, it means so much. What I'm like, it's just so incredibly super super solid as a Batman story. Great Batman moments. Great Batwoman known as the latest issue, um, which we didn't talk about for the same reason. I, th- I think at the time I hadn't read it yet, because uh, now I want to savor it. Uh, the 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 twist and the villain are fantastic. It just if you're looking for a solid Batman book, it reminds me of those great '80s and '90s books. Yes, it does. Just, it really so. does. And and the art has been has been really good. Eddie Barrows did the first two. Um, there's a new artist on this one, which escapes me. I, I gave credit for it on the Facebook page. Um, so you can go to Earth 2 Comics Facebook page or Earth 2 Comics Facebook page for our Sherman Oaks store or the Nerdables page, and I've got that post there, and I have all the credits and more, you know, kind of deeper thoughts for it. And then Superman has been the surprise. Peter Tomasi and uh, and Patrick Gleason, just a gorgeous book. It's it's a it is definitely a great successor to his Batman and Robin yes. with Batman and Damian. It definitely feels like it's of the same caliber. He, yeah, he. I think he gets family. I mean, Batman and, and Robin was a family book. Obviously, it's it's father and son. Um, Jorge Jimenez does the the art for this for this third issue that I'm just kind of flipping through at the moment. Yeah, we've got crypto back in this and issue. Again, the, the the color is really good. The feeling is the good. art is yeah. is gorgeous. It's and as really someone who and, and I'm not one of those people that's just like oh Superman's stupid or whatever. I I'll put the bias. So I really like I like Superman a lot. I love him as a character, and I think when you get him right, it's really really they stand good. out. And I think he gets him really, really right. Right. He gets um, him right. Max Landis, when he did his Superman yeah. American Alien, did a great job on doing a doing sort of a new origin for Superman that you didn't really have to worry too much about continuity. Yeah. That kind of Superman book comes out once every couple of years, and when you get one that's really And if you good, go back to New 52, it. pick up Greg Pax. Greg yes, Pax for Greg story. Pax Greg Pax for story is fantastic. amazing. He gets Superman. He's just... It, it, Make him do all of the Superman. He's really, really good. Get Tomasi to do all the Superman. Superman, it, it, and the Marvel equivalent would be Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like Spider-Man always gets sort of the short end of the stick a lot of times because he's had so many issues, and Superman faces that same problem. Where yeah, there's, there's so many people that are You're in that 900 issues of Superman. And it's hard to do to do something like that. That's why I, I do enjoy the choice that they went to go back to this family because it is something new. Superman, I think the best Superman stories are about the other characters around him. Right. You know, when people say, oh, Superman doesn't have any vulnerabilities. Yes, he does. He, he has a wife. In this case, he has a child. Right. He has best friends. That's how you get to Superman. Yeah, Grant Morrison's always get said to the idea, psychological. His, his idea, Superman's weakness. If Superman's weakness is the fact that he has to protect everybody. Right. You don't threaten Superman. You threaten everybody else. Yeah. And now, you you know, it's the, you talked about Spider-Man. It's the Green Goblin choice. You yeah. want to save the kids in the, in, the school in, bus. in the school bus or you want to save Gwen. You got you can only do one or the other. So, um, And then the third one for me was Wonder Woman. Greg Rucker coming back. Uh, a really nuanced, layered story. 
beautiful art from Liam Sharp and Nicola Scott so far. Um, really, those are the three. Those are my three. And like I said, we haven't found one that's like that's a stinker. Yeah, there hasn't been you know? a, there hasn't been a stinker. There's been good in ones. I like, I've liked Green Arrow. Action Comics has been good. Flash has been good. And I can say um, we're the, I I, could, I think I can speak for both of us when I say we're we, we tend to be pretty discerning readers. We know what we like yeah. and we know what we don't like. And not everything that's coming out is going to be, you know, on my pull list or I'm going to buy all the time. But yeah. there, it hasn't been a book that I've just gone, oh, oh my, no. Yeah. No, Go sir. back to the new 52. Out of 52 issues, as I've always said, I read something like 44, 46 of them. Between myself and two other friends, we had most of the new 52. We had all purchased different issues. And I purchased 20, I think I purchased 21 of the 52 issues. And none of the other 23 or so issues that I read that I did not purchase, I felt, yeah, you know what, I should have got that. So I'm kind of, I'm pretty good about knowing what I want even before I want. Like, I know I'm, I pretty much know I'm going to like this. I pretty much know I'm probably not going to like this. Um, so there's some, you know, you come in with some biases. I'm not a big Green Lanterns fan, Green yeah. Lantern fan, but I liked how, you know, the Hal right. Jordan book is great because Ethan Van Syver did the art for the for the Rebirth special. Green Lanterns has been good. It's been better than than I think a, a Green Lanterns book right. has a right to be at this point. Yeah, um, and I love, for me, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams run on Green Arrow, and I as much as, uh, yeah, like, I, I, think, I think we're both pretty good about knowing what our biases are and at least being able to go, yeah, you know, despite our personal feelings, we know when something is is decent or good. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've lamented bad Green Arrow books. I mean, yeah. like I said, the New 52 book is one of the and worst Despite uh, the recent controversy over Wonder Woman, and the if you've, if you've heard or not heard, I don't want to yes. go into too many details. One of my favorite artists is leaving the book, and... Uh, but he doesn't do the interiors. So. Yeah, he doesn't do the interiors, but he's moving on, and despite... Despite how much I go, what really? You know, if the book stays quality in terms of writing and interior art, yeah. I can't, I can't knock it too much. Despite, no, no, no. despite my personal feelings, that's a different. Yeah, that's a different. It's a totally, thing. it's a totally off the wall situation. If it's an interior thing, then yeah, yeah. You know, when you when you get something, I just, uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you have another favorite other than those. Superman, Detective Comics have been really, really good. Aquaman's been fun. Uh, we, this issue's fun too. Yeah, I want to get into. Uh, I want to read a little bit more of Nightwing. I was definitely intrigued. Nightwing was good by Nightwing quite a bit, and I'm kind of hoping for more. There's still a lot of characters we've yet to see get their yes. own books. Yeah, there's there's still some stuff to come. I mean, we're doing this now simply because it's kind of like a break in terms of that that two month sort of thing and. and it kind of came also from me reading that issue of Detective last week and going, "Holy crap! This is this is so much better yeah. than than it than it should be." So Detective should great, be, but uh, action and Superman action have been good. Dan Jurgens is a very solid Superman writer. You knock him for being, you know, too pedestrian or what have you, but he's he's as good. He's as been around the block yeah. in the comics world. Uh, Wonder Woman's been absolutely fantastic. I've got nothing bad to say about. About the the story in that, it's very very intriguing, and I like that. I like a good mystery. Yeah. We've got some good stuff coming up too. I mean, we've got Teen Titans with Damian. I'm excited Wayne for that. And uh, and Super Sons with uh, Damian yes. and um, uh, Jonathan. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, if Superman. you saw the first promotional image, Damian's yeah. got a new suit, and we just got introduced yeah. to. Uh, we two a lot Jonathans. of people asking about them too, and it's just like that's one of the ones they've saved towards the end. So I'm also interested to see what Jim Lee's Suicide Squad is going to look like. Right, we've got Harley Quinn coming back. Harley Quinn will come back at at, at some point. Trinity soon. as a series is Trinity coming back as, a series. as well. Yeah, All Star Batman. So there's still a lot to come. Um, but we've the, just they, scratched set, the surface. Yeah, they've set the bar pretty high. So. Yes, they've given themselves really quality stuff so far, and I can't wait for the next wave of character yeah. introductions. 
So, of course, we always want to know what you guys enjoy. What are your favorites? What do you think of the books that we've been talking about? Um, you can leave us comments on all of the different uh, services. platform services. iTunes and SoundCloud. Stitcher and SoundCloud and or MySpace leave, yeah. and whatever. Um, you can also, yeah, Twitter. You can... Uh, leave it on our Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook we all page, check our, it out. Our, our Nerdable, our Facebook.com slash Nerdables page. Um, you know, we do look at messages and, and visitor posts and stuff like that. We'd love to hear from you guys and let us know what you're loving in Rebirth. We really want to know if there's anything that you've heard from this podcast that made you go in and and buy an issue or get yeah, a pick up we, an what issue. Did you, what did you check out and what did you really like? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons to kind of start this one of the When I used to listen to, uh, and I'll give shout outs to uh, All Around Comics, which no longer exists anymore, and I fanboy, you'd get those reviews and they'd give you an issue and you're like, that sounds really good. I I, yeah. I don't I don't get that. And I'd go in. There's a couple of series and in, in mini series that I started. So I started reading Peter Peter Pan's Faust because of I fanboy. Yeah, yeah. They they it's always one of my favorite moments because when they did the review for it and he mentions that you know it's the allegory of Peter Pan. One of the other guys goes, "Oh, I get it now." Like he had no idea. It just went right over his head, and he didn't enjoy the issue. But he reread it with that in mind. That's an allegory for the Peter Pan story set in World War II. And he's like, "Now, okay, no, I like it." This it's all yeah. It, 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 everything came together. I yeah. remember. I remember listening to that. It was actually really, really good because he did have that eureka moment. It's like, I gotta holy this. crap! I yeah. gotta reread this. And that's always the hope. And you know, you maybe see something like like if you there's a lot of people out there that have a bias towards Superman as, as an uninteresting character, and we, I totally get that. and I totally give it to you. But I think even if you don't if you don't like superman or think you don't like superman i still think you'd enjoy something like superman you're saying the same right. thing that's what we want to know did you have did you go in and pick up a superman number one the tomasi gleason run because you heard it from us or, or maybe even somebody else we just want to know we want to know what we're doing how you like, feeling are we giving are we are we are we changing the world that's what i want to know that's, uh, that's that's why that's why everybody does podcasts yeah right? and well there's only what four or five people that do podcasts yeah there's only you know there's, there's a great there's we're, a we're great, number five there's a great simpsons issue i gotta find it i think it's still out there um where everybody in springfield has a, a podcast, podcast. Yeah. yes it's uh, yeah that came out uh that came out, what, came out a while ago and i read it just a little while ago and i was like holy crap this is true everyone's got a podcast yeah everyone and their mother has a podcast so everyone who's listening that has a podcast stop doing your podcast. i'm just kidding um you keep doing what you're doing it's you fun. keep doing what you're doing let's get all the podcasts out there uh we will be at comic-con the, the nerdables is presenting a a panel it's saturday uh, it's in the San Diego Central Library. We're in the Neil Morgan Auditorium. Saturday at noon, it's Nerdables Presents uh, an hour with Emmy-nominated voiceover actor Eric Bauza. Uh, he's he's uh, he's done a lot of fantastic work. He's Tiger Claw and TMNT. Tiger Claw and TMNT. He's the current Puss in Boots. He's the current Puss in Boots. That's he's correct. the second Stimson J. Cat on Ren and Stimpy. There you go. So he's done he's done quite a few stuff. Yeah. Uh, over um, here. And there's a lot of us that are very interested in in voiceover. Um, I know Sebastian. And I have are kind of uh, fans, fans, and hopefully you are too. So hopefully you'll yeah. enjoy. It. We'll be able so to come check us out. We'll have, have uh, I'm sure we'll have some Facebook posts and tweets and pictures and everything. Can't wait to see Sebastian's pictures from from Comic Con. For those of you that don't know, uh, Sebastian is a fantastic photographer. I'm super super jealous. I'm probably. Since we're staying together, I'm probably going to murder you and steal oh, okay. your camera, just okay. so you know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm sure be... Shauna will feel bad, but she'll get over it. I mean, okay. you know, well, it'll be okay. As long as you make it quick, I'll be a... Yeah, no, no, it's, you know, it, it won't be anything long or prolonged. I'm not going to uh, torture you. Oh, I'm, good, good. I'm not cruel. Oh, okay. You know, just a whoosh to the throat or just real quick off of a 10-story building or something. But I'm going to take that camera and make pictures that are far inferior to whatever Sebastian can do. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Again, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Our Facebook page. Um, I think we have a 
email somewhere, but I don't know. I think there's like a Nerdables we ha- podcast. We have an thing. email. I don't know if, if we use it though. Yeah, if you go to nerdables.com if it still exists. I'm not even sure. I mean, it has to exist because we have an RSS feed, but. Um, but the best place is, yeah, send us a message through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdables. And uh, we will talk to you next week with another round of Rebirth Reviews. Ah!